This episode of Council of the First Ones was recorded on October 19th, 2014. Special thank you to He-Man.org. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Council of the First Ones. I'm Kelly, host of Toys and Tunes, an admin for the Great Rebellion. Joining me today is my fellow admin, Yoni. How's everything going over there, Yoni? <coughs> it's rain, water, and snow, and yeah. We also have our resident rancher, Crespo. So how's everything hey, y'all. down in Puerto Rico? Well, everything's fine. I'm finally recovering from the horrible, my horrible case of getting the chikungunya virus thing. It was Basically, these past few weeks has been hell on my body, but I'm actually starting to feel better than I got hit by the news we're going to discuss in today's episode. Yeah, and also joining us is my colleague from Nerds on the Couch, Renee. How's everything going? Uh, Pretty good. I'm still recovering from a Halloween party. How was that burlesque show, or should I wait till Thursday night to find out? It didn't happen. Oh! oh, yeah, I know. It's just that it got too cold and the bands were playing longer. And so, the you know, they had to close things up. Well, I don't blame the girls. I mean, it was getting cold. Yeah, though I guess some of you might have liked it being cold, that certain things would be more visible. But we have to keep this G. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, originally, we weren't going to meet today. We were going to meet next week because... I did have to cancel on a convention to do this, but Friday, news that rocked the entire toy world came out of California. Scott Knightlick officially resigned from Mattel, and Action Figures Insider had the inside scoop. They sat down with Scott Knightlick about him leaving, and before we actually get into what Scott said, what's your impressions, guys? I mean, this shocked me. When I woke up Saturday morning and saw 32 p.m. saying, what in the world is going on? Don't you know anything? Well, you had to be up late la- that night to uh, get to have the news break on you. Well, it was West Coast, so I will say that. Yeah, I mean, I was up that night and all of a sudden I'm seeing on my Facebook page uh, the uh, news and people commenting. and You know, some people are happy. I'm not with those people. And, um, you know, and I listened to the interview. And, you know, professionally, it makes sense. You know, I mean, he, he said it best, is that people don't work for a company 20 years and then get a gold watch anymore. That's true. It just, it we, doesn't happen. I mean, not even in our own profession, you don't stay with a school district that long. You know, I mean, I, I completely understood. I mean, he said it. He had to do it for his family. He had to do it for his career. He got a better offer and more, uh, you know, this is a promotion and, you know, more money and more opportunities. So you jump on board. I just wish him the best and I understand completely. And he assured everybody, you know, that the, the subscription is set. Everything's set. The figures are set. Every, you know, we are going to continue with the 2015. Yeah, the way he had planned it. So 2015 is all him. Now, what I'm wondering with him gone, the mini subs that normally show up. I mean, right now we were supposed to have started the 
Mini Master Sub for 2015. That still hasn't gone up for sale. Whether or not they postpone it a little longer or what, that's up in the air. Will there be a 2015 Mini Sub, which everyone was assuming would be uh, 2000X style figures that were still needed? That's up in the air. But he also said he laid down the groundwork for 2016. He couldn't go into much detail, but it was sort of like a cake. He's already got the ingredients in the mixing bowl. It hasn't been put in the oven yet. So things can still change with that. Crespo, what's your opinion on all this? Oh, boy. I, I have mixed feelings about this. First, I want to point out I have nothing against Scott Knight, like the person. I wish him the best. Uh, the toy guru persona, he sometimes dropped me off the wrong way. And sometimes he did express himself in written form in ways that could be misinterpreted as him being arrogant or et cetera, et cetera. But him leaving could be a good thing. We could get an even better manager who understands Masters better. And we could get this period of Masters glory that we all dream of. But at the same time, Scott's replacement could make us yearn for, for him because I do remember what happened with DCUC and Fangirl 2.0, which in some ways she she had a few things better than Scott, but others she was found lacking and banished. So we could get we could get someone better, we could get someone worse. It did worry me a little bit because while 2015 may be set in stone, we don't know if the new manager may try to pull strings to put his or her own spin to the brand in the end to show that there, there's a new manager and this is the new style, whatever. But I think as far as showing the new style, it might be too far along in the process. Yeah, yeah but but I mean, but I, not, I, not in the toys themselves. I mean, in the managing style, maybe. Yeah. And as far as Fangirl 2.0, we only saw her for a very short time. We, we don't know what happened behind the scenes. I know on the Maddie forums, she was on there maybe for three months. And then disappeared. And yes. Scott wound up taking over DCU again. The collector's version of it. Yeah, but, the, but this time we don't have, we won't have Scott, a uh, Scott Knightley to return to in case that the new person is lacking compared to him. But I can honestly say I'll just have to wait and see until the end of classics so we can do a fair assessment on, on Scott's work, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Because let's face it. Him being gone will not magically fix Digital River, will not magically fix the QC issues in China. Maybe this can help fix the canon and maybe the next manager can do an overhaul in the in the mythos and we get rid of the second born, born son, King Hisate, my brother, clone swords, Spectre's pivotal role. Sorry, Scott, but... I have to take a jab at poor Spectre every now and then because you know how much I love him and I hate him at the same time, so I have to do it. But right now, we'll just have to wait and see, and I wish him the best. And as long as you stay away from that little horse-themed girl line, I'm cool with wherever you go. Yeah, I mean, as far as Scott, I mean, he's a great guy. I remember the first time I met him. It was my very first time out in San Diego, and I asked to get a picture of him. And he's like, of me? I'm no one special. <laughs> but that started off our relationship. I mean, he helped me when I first went into Toy Fair. 
get into Mattel. He does help the fans as much as he can. He took a brunt of our abuse because whenever we had problems with customer service, Digital River, anything with Mattel, we automatically just blamed Scott. And that is a big thing to carry on one's shoulders. I mean, Digital River, I don't think he had much to say on whether or not that was the best way to distribute. Even though we all blamed him, he tried to work with us to get better shipping methods out to help everyone. Quality issues, when he could, he did spot them ahead of time. When they were Mattel's fault, or even his fault, he admitted it to us. So I have to give him credit there. I mean, he didn't try to hide things when he could let it out. There were times when he couldn't tell us everything, the full story. Corporate secrets, not ready for production. We all know those lines. And yes, it is still a toy company. And as he said in his interview, they're working normally two years in advance. And Daniel did try to get him to open up to some things that weren't, were about the end of 2015, early 2016. And Scott couldn't say at this time, but he said, as things get revealed, he'll let us know whether or not he still had a part to play with that figure or those decisions. He said some of his greatest things were with the uh, DC line, saving it, the JLU, and bringing that to Matty Collector online. In fact, he thought that was going to be the backbone of Matty Collector, and it turned out, no, it was Motu. And he was surprised how Masters took off. He was proud that he got a Castle Grayskull built, that he saw the beginning of a line and the end of the line, referring to Masters. He was proud of the hoverboard, even though people went to the Better Business Bureau because it didn't float. At that point, I'm like, seriously? You expected it to hover? And people were, he had a hard time, I'd say, saying that in a straight face during that interview. You could hear him try, holding back the laughs on that. <laughs> To be fair, uh, that that complaint about the hoverboard not actually hovering and holding a person's weight is a ridiculous complaint. But the hoverboard did have some issues, and he did. He even- we all, we all saw the whole Bob Gale apologizing and all that. It was it was I wouldn't call the hoverboard experiment a success, but it wasn't a failure either. It it was at the it- same time it wasn't a massive failure. Right? I would call that, I would say that was like so, so. I have to say, I finally saw the little hoverboard in person, and that would have been a, a much better successful item. Like, releasing the tiny hoverboard, maybe with little magnets to hover on top of a desk, would have been a bit more su- successful. But then again, I wasn't in his shoes, and I would never like to be on Scott's shoes, cause. No, I actually feel bad for the person who has to step into his shoes, cause they're a big pair of shoes to fill. Because he was one of the few brand managers that was very open. He wanted the fans' opinion. He fought for us. I mean, perfect example is Club Etheria. It was 97%. He fought and showed that the fans would still make up the difference to get it to go through. He fought to get Castle Grayskull and convincing the higher-ups to believe that, yes, he could sell a castle. A $300 castle based on just blueprints. No model, not even out of foam core, and he was able to do it. 
And again, I want to cite, that's one place where this time the fans were the jerks. I mean, remember how many complaints just because it was a few inches shorter? Yeah. And I'm like, I have it. It's awesome. I have it in my living room still. I don't need it to be the size of a Volkswagen, okay, as Hitler said it. And I'm referring to that video. Um, He pulled it off, and it's a nice piece. It is completely vintage with the classic updated style. Uh, Just people just, you know, and again, you know, sometimes, you know, people don't want to admit, but it's them. Yeah. And this is what I meant, that he took a lot of the brunt and the abuse from even the fans because of all the little technical things. And the things they could fix on Castle Grayskull after it was shown at Toy Fair, they did go back and tried to fix, like lowering the bridge. I mean, it's a beautiful castle. I'm glad he pulled in every one of his strings to get it done. Well, I want to point out one of the negative issues that still linger with me. And I'm looking at the figure right now. He does, I do honestly believe they owe us a Snout Spout 2.0. And I remember you, and I have to say, that's one of the first memories I have of you, Kelly, that you called him on it. Yes, I actually brought it with me to my very first toy fair. And again, you shut him up. I remember that. He he choked because he didn't have a response. Now, technically... Uh, when I heard the other, uh, I think it was Terry who explained it, that it was supposed to be PVC. Right. And then it completely made sense. PVC would have worked technically, but they did not use, the factory did not use PVC. They're not PVC. And that's why we ended up with the snout spouts that we had. It, it, it is foam. And I totally agree. They still owe every fan either a 2.0 or send us a new head. And that's the one they should have just paid for they should have just said okay every subscriber we're remolding a solid head we're sending them to you while i did do a lot of the complaining and i still stand by them i am happy that scott managed to get the whole team to pull a castle grayskull it may not suit my personal needs for a castle grayskull but we have a Castle Grayskull Classic, so that's a good thing compared to, say, Bandai's Thundercats, who only got Lion-O, Tigra in 8-inch, Lion-O, Mumra in 6-inch. So, to be fair, Grayskull was a success, even if it didn't fit my needs. And Snout Spout, well, I'll just su- summarize it in. Mattel used cheap materials on him, because King Hiss's bendy stuff is... While older, it's in much better state than Snout Spout, who basically, mine basically cracked while opening the figure, just pulling him out of the package. So that's what I'm going to say on that area. I mean, it's not like I don't want to throw Funko under the bus, but I recently got some Game of Thrones figures and pulling my Jon Snow out of the package, pop, the figure lost an arm and having to hunt and having to call customer service at Funko's. Just to get a reply that I have to speak with the store and see if I get a replacement. All I got was a refund, but that's a different story. At least Mattel, most of the time, when you call customer service, sure, it's a bit of a runaround, but in the end, you get most of the times you get a replacement figure. And I gotta say, I have. I've, I've had three figures that I've needed replacing. And one time when they sold the Tila, you know, I famous, I told the story. I had a Tila with no eyebrows, and I called them up, and they were like, well, we don't have any more. Here's a refund. That was the same with me with my Roboto. I got one with a cracked chest. There was so many cracked chests and arm, 
upper arms. If I remember, it was the biceps that were put in the wrong uh, locations. They couldn't send me another Roboto, so they gave me a refund. And they also re refunded me the shipping, too, which I was surprised. I mean, we've seen not just bounce back. The other big issue was our uh, exploding crotches on our goddesses. <laughs> we can't forget that lovely one with the translucent plastic that exploded. No, but again, that was the factory in China. You know, I had the same issues with, like, DC figures at the time. I think it was Deathstroke at the time. It was Deathstroke, and I had Sinestro's crotch explode on me. <laughs> yeah, I've seen pictures of Sinestro's butt falling off. Yeah, yeah cause they were using a new technique, that um, sonic welding instead of traditional. The, the thing is that Goddess, yeah, her... Her plastic had an issue. There was a mass issue with metal product around that time. The thing with the goddess that didn't help is that translucent or transparent plastic is extra brittle, which is the issue with the wave one of Funko's Game of Thrones figures. Mentioning them because they're the most recent figures I've bought that had have had some massive breakage issue and their clear joints and and pegs are basically the culprit. So Transparent plastic on the joints, unarticulated figures is a bit of a risky move, and the goddess being back then a figure with mostly translucent and semi-transparent plastic, well, was a bit risky. Luckily, luckily, this we haven't had any issues with Spirit of Hordeck figures. I know, obviously, Roboto. In well, some well, cases, some side chop figures have had few issues with the chest, but no full explosions reported yet. No, I think the only one was the goddess with the explosions, and we had a lot of reverse biceps on Roboto. Oh, but the cracks. I mean, I can I can testify about Sidechop having cracks, because mine has cracked, and mine is hidden in the back of my hoard shelf, untouched. I mean, if there's the dustiest figure on my set when I have to clean figures is Sidechop, because he's virtually untouched, because all the other figures obviously get a bit of dust that I have to clean up, but... The one that has peg-warming style of dust is Sidechop. That's because oh, I Sir, never touch him. Sir and... a lot. Oh, Sir, Sir Laser... No, Sir Laserlot, I actually put him in positions in peril, and he's like my favorite target to be captured by the bad guys, and then Spectre comes and saves the day, because he's mighty. Oh, I'm just grateful Light Hope comes out, came out great. Oh, I just have to wait till next week to get mine, so I, w I want to get that Sweet Bee, uh, that Eldor, which I'm going to... I do have a small nitpick with all the Eldor picks, and it's uh, the monkey lips, but other than that, that guy looks awesome. Try not to look at those lips. <laughs> I'm going to make you look at the monkey lips. See, I have another... And Crystal, Castle, Crystal Castleman is going to be like my Castle Grayskull Man's tactic partner against Horde Prime, which is basically Formation Fright Zone Man. Well, thank you for whoever pointed it out, because I never noticed it until somebody pointed it out. <laughs> <laughs> He's got like weird, he's got a weird lips. You know, Eldor has like these weird, like, kiss me lips, kind of. <laughs> it's like he's doing a duck face. <laughs> okay. So when I do my. Shapeways Masters, please do a Masters of the Universe Classics iPhone so I can have Eldor posing with it, doing a selfie. Well, we only have to go to Monster High or the Barbie aisle to get the uh, cell phone. Yeah, but they're not to scale. They're a bit too big and. Well, in Eternia, they still have those big ones. <laughs> That's right. 
Oh my god, I just pictured Elder with one of those 80s brick phones. No, no, it works because he's ancient Eternia. <laughs> no, 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 not, not one of those brick phones. The ones that you had, like, the suitcase and you had the little phone with the cable on it. Oh, the <laughs> That's the type of phone, phone he needs. The pre-brick phone. Yep, because he's oh, Eternia. Then we, then we give Randor the brick phone, then we give Adam the flip phone. And then when we get to there, which I still have a hunch he's coming as a non-sub item, he gets the iPhone. The bendy iPhone. <laughs> no, 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 no. Accurate. Let's there gets the good iPhone, and then Skeletine gets the bent iPhone. No, Skeletine's going to have the Android. Well, I want to ask a question. Sure. Uh, for you guys. Now, you know, this guy, good and bad, you know. What do you think would, is going to be his legacy here? In the toy community, you'll probably remember will be that Scott Knightlick did run Masters of the Universe. Even though he, I bet he was probably the leading force behind Maddie Collector, because he even stated there wasn't really a Maddie Collector when he first started. I think it will be that he started a line and finished a line, the same line, which probably is very unusual in the toy industry nowadays because no one stays with the company forever. And in seven years of working with Maddie Collector, he was with Mattel for nine years because he started off in Hot Wheels and as an analyst before going over to be a brand manager for Maddie Collector. I think that's going to be his overall note in the toy industry. He did Masters of the Universe Classic. His legacy, it's called the Mighty Spectre. Well, how, how many other toy managers do you know is part of the canon of a toy line? Like it or not, he's there permanently. The exact, exactly. It's not a matter whether you love Scott, whether you hate him, whether you like his toy guru persona or not. Uh, he did, he did leave a mark in Masters of the Universe Classics, the current canon overhaul. There are some of his ideas there, Time Agents, um, the Overlords of Trolla being somewhat similar to the Guardians of Oa. It's there. Um, the role of the Time Agent, again, it's there. The story moving towards the originally unused pitches of Heroes, Son of Heman. He held that. He's, and his legacy, Masters of the Universe Classics, he played a part in it, so. Every time we look at the shelves, we we can thank the horsemen for the sculpts. We can thank us, the fans, customers, for supporting the line all the way to 2015. We can thank Scott for the good things, the bad things. So he did play a piece in us having our shelves with our items. Because if it wasn't for the team that brought classics to life, the horsemen, the fellow fans, Scott, the uh, um, Terry Higuchi and the Original design team, then Dreadful, Ruben, Mediocre. And now Brandon Sopinski and the new design team. Well, I thank all the Masters of the Universe Classic team every time I look at my shelves and that were once populated with Marvel characters, DC characters, Street Fighter characters. 95% of my shelves have been removed all the other toys and 95% of my shelves is Masters of the Universe Classics. So... I thank the entire team, and that includes, obviously, good. I will nitpick the bad, because, let's face it, I need to nitpick in order to make rants, but I'm going to praise the good, so I wish Scott a good journey, and 
best wishes on all future endeavors, as long as you stay away from the ponies. But that's it. I don't, I don't have any ill will towards the guy or anything. But I hope that Mattel learns a lesson from all this, and hopefully the next iteration of Masters does not suffer from quali- from massive quality control issues like Goddess, Snout Spout, and and that we get to a point where Masters of the Universe as a brand is treated better than it was now. Not, I don't want the brand to be treated worse than it was because it wasn't that it, it wasn't treated that bad, but it could have been treated a, a bit be- a bit better. But that. That's obviously a Mattel thing. So in any case, I just hope for the best for him, the best for the Masters of the Universe brand, and that's it. Okay, any final words, uh, Renee, on Scott before we do Scott's last video reveal? Good and bad. He he really left a legacy. And he'll probably be up there for those who follow histories. He's probably up there with uh, the creators of the line. Because this guy... As much as, you know, people criticize him, I don't like how some people just call him and they insult him and all that because they don't know. It's just ignorance that spouts out of their mouths. This guy had to make decisions. He had a goal and he pushed it. He could have just said, I'm not doing this anymore. He could have said, forget you fans, you know, you're not worth it and walked away. You know, they wanted to cancel this line a bunch of times and they could have because it doesn't matter to them. You know, it mattered to Scott. And when you want to be a leader, you want to be a boss, you got to have an ego. Because you got to believe in yourself to do these things because nobody else is going to believe it. Okay? He believed he could do it and he did it. He made some decisions that we would have disagreed with, but at least he made the decisions. This line, whatever happens after that and all that, it's not going to be the same. And I want people to understand that. You know, whether it continues, whether a brand new line happens and all that, it's not going to be the same. Understand, you know, that he did leave a history. He did leave an impact on Masters of the Universe. Yeah, and I'm just going to say the same thing, pretty much. He is up there with the creators. His role is now pretty much over. He has something set in motion that cannot be changed, some things that can be changed. He, he had to make some hard decisions. As fans, many of us didn't like some of those decisions, but we did not know the full background of the reason why he had to make the decision that he did. He did go to bat for us many times, and he had to stand his ground. Time will tell how he's going to be remembered. Hopefully, it will be in a good light. I know the Internet has been abuzz, good, bad, and neutral about him leaving. Some people say it is a good thing because some of the problems with the fan community and with a particular group, Power and Honor, they said was between the people who ran that and Scott. I don't know. Maybe with Scott leaving, Mattel will re-examine their relationship with Power and Honor. Time will only tell on that. And I do hope that he brings the same energy to whatever endeavor he's going to. He would not say which toy company he is going to, just that it is a company that he'll be making both items for the collector as well as for kids. So that pretty much narrows it down to a handful of companies. And we'll know probably within a month to two months where he will be showing up. And hopefully it's not with little ponies, but girl dolls that think they're ponies. I don't have a problem with them messing up, Crespo. Oh, there's, pl- there's plenty of properties where, where Scott Knightley... Knightley- might be a positive influence. 
and the and I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hate on the guy because I don't hate the guy. I don't agree with all the choices he made, but like Renee say, like Renee said, somebody had to do the choices, and it was him. So I take the good, I take the bad. I thank him for the bo- good. I'm obviously I'm gonna keep grilling him for the bad, but again, wishing him the best where wherever he lands. As long as it's not Shocker Toys, because that company royally sucks and it would be career suicide for him. Yeah, I'm throwing Shocker Toys under the bus. I don't think you would, because they're not making toys for the kids. As Yeah, they just just do collector items, but Shocker Toys royally sucks. And the hint he gave was that it did both collector's items as well as kid items. So basically, that only leaves Hasbro or Playmates, and I think Playmates is... The only other company that's on the West Coast, so Scott wouldn't have to make a massive move. To, but to Playmates has not advertised for any global brand managers. Hasbro, since before San Diego, has been advertising for Star Wars, G.I. Joe, and this week came out with Transformers. And let's face it, if he becomes that brand manager, that is a promotion. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a bigger thing. I mean, and if he's over there, I'm going to bug him. like, hey, bring back Mask. Hey, bring back Mask. 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 You know, because that's yes. the one toy line I yes, want him yes, to. Yes, yes, <laughs> And, um, you know, I don't think I can ask him to bring back Bill and Ted toys. But um, it's about time. Somebody needs to take the reins on those. I mean, Transformers, they do okay. But, man, they, they get diluted. And now they have the mashers and... I, you know, the toys have gone downhill. The movie ones were just terrible. I don't see no G.I. Joe. We were discussing about this before. You know, the fans are screaming for six-inch G.I. Joe figures. They're screaming for anything now with G.I. Joe. Yeah, you're right. At this point, yes. I mean, we want to see G.I. Joe. There's nothing. I don't even know what they're doing. Star Wars, well, Star Wars is always Star Wars. And now with the new push with Rebels, so yeah, I'm barely starting to see the uh, the toys. I got the uh, I got the Toys R Us uh, three pack with the hidden uh, bonus figure, which it says on the back of the box what it is because of legal uh, obligations, which is funny. But not everyone reads I the found, back of the box, so I found out found the uh, big what was it four four or five pack of Star Wars Rebels at Target yesterday. And no, I did not pick it up, Renee. Have you seen an episode yet? I've got them DVR'd. Oh. That's one well, step closer to uh, watching it. I did see the movie, and I did like what I see, what I saw. So now I just need to tune in to watch Star Wars Rebels, as long as it's not at the same time slot as Gotham, because then I'd be screwed. So don't worry, they showed them a bunch of times. Plus, uh, well, on demand. Yeah, they're online too. I have to say that this full lineup, there's a lot of good stuff coming on TV. So hopefully Mattel will get the hint and hopefully try and get a He-Man cartoon off the ground. Because now that there are no more Saturday morning cartoons, I need a new He-Man fix. Before Scott left, almost a week before he made the announcement, during New York Comic Con... He did reveals, and we got our second quarter figures. Our first major release in the classics is Her Majesty Queen Angela, even though Scott kept calling her Angela. (laughs) I mean, she is a beauty. I know I saw online a lot of people were complaining about the hole in the halo. I'd say that is done for safety reasons. 
I looked at the style guide. It doesn't even show if it's a hole or if it was all solid because it was just shaded in yellow because it's supposed to just glow. I'd say that is a safety feature because figuring, looking at the size of the head, if a child swallowed it, it would block their esophagus, and that is federal law. Anything about size of a nickel that solid has to have a hole in it in case the child swallows it. So that, or in case an adult swallows it, like it, like the adults holding it with its mouth, with his or her mouth. Because I know some adults hold. Sometimes I, they hold multiple accessories with their mouths, like a third hand. And I was trying not to say us collectors who are trying to multitask using every little part of our body to hold something while we're drilling a hole through something else. Uh, well, let's let's hear it for Darwin, okay? <laughs> exactly. And besides. Those toys are an adult collectible, so and expecting an adult to put them in their mouth, it happens. Because remember, people wanted to bathe with Mossman, hence the infamous toy guru phrase, Mossman is not a bath toy. I, I had to take a little jab at Scott. So. Oh, I remember the quote. He said, like, like did I re do we really have to tell you not to dip Mossman in water? <laughs> you mean Mossman wasn't a chia pet? No, but... But now back on back on Queen Angela. Holy! I recently got to see better pics of her, and I noticed that her bustier has uh, angel wings from the vintage toy. Yes. Engraved okay. in it. That's a that was really a touch. awesome touch by the horseman. I like how they and the style guide with the actual toy for her. Well, it's really filmation. I mean, I'm... well, the style guide was all filmation. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, I I really love the filmation look of her. They could have gone with doll version. They could have gone with filmation, and I I'm happy they went with this look. She looks like Angela. I do want to point out. I do want to point out one little thing because I know some people were complaining about the lack of her braid, which oftentimes filmation did not draw, but. The real issue, I think, the braid is not there, is because they used wings that are similar to DC Universe Classics Hawkman, um, which is the deadline which lifts the embargo. Actually, it, but they actually admit it. It is DC Hawkgirl's wings that they are using. But yeah, but the, I think the loophole is because the line was terminated. They could reuse now parts from molds that Mattel has. But the thing is, because that set of wings have a hinge in the back. Having the braid would have blocked the wings and would have had her head in an odd position. So it's not perfect, but it's the best solution they came up with. We're not going to have Angela from the back posing in most of our displays. At best, we'll have her sideways. And if we arrange the wings, we won't see that her hair doesn't have her braid. So and like you said, it's not perfect, but it's functional. And like you said, with um, filmation, they didn't draw the braid in 90% of the episodes. And in a way, it was good because a lot of times with an older woman, you want the shorter hair. It looks more regal the way they have it. All the hair is pinned up, nice, neat, which she's supposed to be. I mean, there's only one or two episodes where we saw Angela with her hand, hair down. One of them was when a flashback episode when they were showing uh, Flimmer as a young child, a toddler. I think I pointed out that that one thing I liked about Scott's interview and that we can see on Queen Angela is that Brandon and other figures is that Brandon really what was excited to work with because finally we got a fix to the female flappy crotch cut piece problem. 
and that's gonna that's gonna make all the figures made under Ruben's tenure sting a bit more. But at least we got a solution, even if it was a bit too late with Brandon. And and I gotta I gotta congratulate him because some of the choices he has made, like the whole translucent plastic for the webbing on Lizard Man's hands, was a really kick-ass idea. And now the solution for Angela. So again. I call them out when they do bad stuff. I praise them when they do good stuff, and I'm praising them for this. Yeah, and now all we're down to is two uh, Princess of Power figures that we need. And then we have the controversial Perfuma and Peekaboo. I want to yep. point out, this design opens the door for a 2000X Sorceress. That was the other thing I was going to yeah. say. Yeah. I'm one wondering if they do do a mini-sub of the uh, 2000X, will we see Queen Vera? I mean, I want that sorceress, Queen Vera, and also 2000X sorceress. So we have to wait and see. Or one that can sit on the throne. Yes, because this also leads to that too. Now we also got Blast Attack. Now we only got to see pictures oh, of him. <laughs> They're not gonna. He's not gonna split apart, according to the last uh, update. His uh, bomb wick is his whip now. So we can only really judge on the sculpts. There is no, we don't know if there will be an action feature or how he's supposed to fall apart. If he will fall apart. No, they said he's not. That's what I thought I heard. So, I mean, I never had the classic version of uh, Last Attack. So I really can't even say how close he is to the actual one. I did read the mini comic that he was in. Do you, how do you guys feel on Blast Attack? As a toy, as the toy, he looks really close. I mean, the um, I, you see some reused parts. Um, the arms again are trap jaws or Roboto, sorry. The uh, the thighs, the uh, the legs seem new, and then uh, the uh, torso piece. I think, and again, Cresswell, you can back me up if I'm right. He's he's four trooper, but you know he does look like blast attack. I mean, the the uh, the armor. Puts it all together. It's it's the armor and the head sculpt, and the head sculpt's amazing. The uh, the the vintage toy was not that detailed, and here you know they really put him it there. He looks like a steampunk uh, because he's got the the gears, you know, the 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 meter on the heart area, and he has like the pipes and all that on his armor. You know, the idea was is that he blows up. He's like a you know he he he's a suicide bomber, as some people are calling him, and. Um, uh, I can't say in hindsight whether that I'm surprised. You are you're correct on the trooper torso. So I'm surprised. You know, I'm not surprised. I'm a little saddened that he didn't come with a feature, but I'm like, okay, it's a cool figure. It's a nice figure to have. Oh wait, okay. My turn on blast attack. Uh, I'm actually super excited for this figure because it's the most politically incorrect figure in all of Masters of the Universe because he's basically a multi-use suicide bomber robot. And sadly, in this post-9-11 world, it would be a career death to release a toy like that that was something that could, only could have happened in the 80s. I just can't believe that we're getting him. I'm excited for him. I I wasn't surprised about the reused parts and the arms because I remember back in early 2013 or late 2012 in the .org's Blast Attack speculation thread, I did make a crude drawing of him being mostly a reuse of trap jaw when I was suggesting like a second exploding torso. So the yarn collection is more or less what I envisioned. So nothing 
out of the blues. Or I, I am pleasantly surprised that they made new legs for him. I, I have expected a repaint of the Trapezio legs, to be honest. And I still hold on to a sliver of hope that since they're using the Trapjaw shoulders, that maybe the figure will pop off at the shoulders, like Trapjaw optic, the and the mechanized arm from Filmation Hordeck, which are all with the Trapjaw shoulders, so they have that pop-off feature, that maybe if he can pop off at the head and the arms, I can somehow simulate the exploding feature, and maybe buying some third-party pieces like the Bandai Tamashi Nation's explosion effects. Maybe I can blue tack some of the exploding bits around him to simulate the explosion. Or, or if maybe some third-party customizer will figure out how to how to make an a blast attack vest that looks like it's half exploding, so you can slip that on on the figure to simulate the feature. In any case, I can't wait to have him. I'm, my biggest question right now is: Will he be a Snake Man? creation by Snake Man at Arms? Will he be a Triclops creation for the Evil Warriors? That's my biggest question with him, and I well, honestly can't wait to get him. Well, in the comic book, I believe he was with the Horde. And then there's a UK comic, so I'm not... Yeah, they've I've seen to... many, many many origins for him, so I'll, I'll just wait and see what the bio does with him. I will poke fun at the bad parts of the bio, as I always do, but I'll just see more or less, to see where I can put him in my fan continuity. You've made a good point. If he wasn't a vintage character, would he have ever been made in this post-9-11 era? Because it is a very touchy subject. We do still have people who are suicide bombers, and this is a suicide bomber. So it is going to be a controversial figure. Yeah, Kelly, you're right. Uh, in the mini-comics, he's a snake man. Okay. It was, uh, he was featured in the, uh, Revenge of the Snake Men mini comic. So they'll probably have him listed then as a Snake Man. Yeah, which featured Snake Fa- uh, they called Squeeze Tangor. Most likely he'll come then with the Snake Men, uh, sticker, even though Squeeze is the official last Snake Man. Well, they could add that thing that other mentions that, again, Snake Men at Arms created him. And that, I believe, brings us to the la- last of the regular monthly Figures, and that will be Squeeze. <laughs> Big thing, his arms are done like King Hiss's arms because they wanted to keep that feature that he could be squeeze the life out of his enemies. No, he will not come with an extra set of arms so you can have regular length arms on him. So just have to roll up your uh, arms. I do like that they kept that feature on Squeeze. I mean, that they could have done him where it was all hard plastic, but they chose a route that they said they would never do again after King Hiss and the, all the problems with Snout Spout. Boy, they, uh, 2015, they've done a lot of things that they said they weren't going to do ever again. We're getting 2000X style figures. We're getting figures that have foam on them. Well, not foam, the bendy material. But overall, I do like the design of Squeeze. How about you guys? I'm worried. Uh, I don't have a good history with Bendy figures. Uh, they, the, the Bendy material, hopefully this time, you know, they, they got on the, the warehouse, I mean, the factory's case and they're, the plastic can be okay. 
if they use quality material. And I'm hoping that, again, Mattel gets on them, tells them you're going to use quality materials and uh, all that. And same thing, you know, you got to be careful with the uh, bendy figures because the metal, the wire inside will break. Yes. If you play around with them too much. I, You know, that's my childhood with those figures. So I am... I wish they were solid, but I gotta just have it and try to take care of it like I did with my uh, King Hiss. Yeah, my King Hiss I've had no problems with, thank knock on wood. Just my snap spout. So, Crespo, what's your opinion on uh, Squeeze? Um, I'm a bit ambivalent towards the figure because um, I gotta be honest, on Squeeze, oh. I prefer I prefer the 2000X elements off his face. I don't have an issue with the vintage hands. But I would have preferred a less dinosaur face and some something more anaconda-looking face, which the 2000X kind of looked a bit more. I am cautiously optimistic about the arms. I know I will try to recreate the whole squeeze, squeezing the life out of King Randor from some vintage artwork I've seen to have him as my dis- that way as a display. I I do have to say that I am a bit saddened that I don't have the option to have unstretched arms because that will make him a bit of a pain in the neck for displaying poses. I'll have to have him like raising his arms up just to have enough space for the rest of the figures in a battle scene. Maybe he'll be trying to reach towards Castle Grayskull or something, but but that's the drawback about Squeeze's ridiculously long arms, but that's something I'll have to deal with once I get him in, in hand. But at least we get him and we complete that faction, the Snakemen. So that is a good thing. That would be the second faction we complete because we actually completed last month our, our first faction, which would be the Girl Toy Horde. And now we're completing a second faction, something that if you had asked 2009 me about Masters of the Universe Classics, I would not believe right now that I would have almost all my shelves full with Masters of the Universe, with Pretty much the entire horde, Shadow Weaver, Octavia, Scorpia, etc. Having a Queen Marlena, an actual King Randor, and I'm talking about the Filmation version, and having characters like Seahawk, even Neptune. But I am way pleasantly surprised with the line in general, so adding Squeeze to the collection helps complete the Snake Men. It would help me correct a sin from my past. And next month I'm getting Tongue Lasher, which is my favorite Snake Man, and no need to go to the shameful flashback from a past episode about him, but in any case, Squeeze was a needed figure, and I'm surprised that he got all this new tooling. I almost expected the 2000X version because it had a lot of shared parts with King His, so I am in a way pleasantly surprised with them going full vintage on him. In other ways, I'm not as pleasantly surprised since I prefer the 2000X head, but I'm glad he's coming. He looks like the lizard from Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> but that wasn't our only reveal. Multibot. We all knew he was coming. The pictures that we saw, that they wanted to make sure we could see all the articulation. Scott did say it will work with Modulox so you can create your ultimate beast. So what do you think? Well, you're right. We knew he was coming. They, they, uh, during the Save the Line... You mean those bad leaked pictures that they said were not sculpts of the four horsemen? Now, that's what they say, but... Wilder doesn't look like his movie version. Yeah. <laughs> so, let's, let's just leave it at, let's just leave it at that and not say that people <laughs> yeah. were lying, cause it would be, 
speaking ill of the recently departed, so... <laughs> I would say it was unfinished, blurred pictures that we saw. Or, again, very early rough versions. Yeah. Which, again, you know, I mean, if you if you ever see a figure getting done, I mean, the first... It's not... No, but nothing comes out perfect. You know, you gotta try... You gotta rough them out, really, really rough looking, and then you tweak and you tweak and you tweak. But I gotta say... Uh, even though I expected this guy, he looks awesome. I mean, it, it's an awesome-looking figure. I never had this guy. And I'm looking forward to him. I'm, I'm looking forward to hooking him up with Modulok and doing all these weird combinations. And I love how he's he's almost brand-new sculpt. Actually, I think he is. I, I, believe I think he is, because I don't see any re, any reused parts on him. But yet, I, I have the I have that little, the little childhood voice. From the back of my head, that sounds like Peter Collins saying, Make a beast! Make a beast! Make a beast! And I'm super excited about Multibot. Now the question will be, will I have Modulak and Multibot as separate beings? Or will I fuse them all into Mega Beast just to save a bit of shelf space? I mean, come on, this is the ultimate toy for customizer. You get to build your own action figure! And uh, something I want to point out that... A couple of multibot pieces could be kid bashed into make some sort of artilla from new adventures. Obviously, some pieces would have to be custom sculpted, but some pieces have similarities to artilla and hoove from new adventures. So if Mattel does not deliver those figures in 2016 or in a future revamp, we do have some pieces that could be used as custom fodder to make these new adventures characters. So Customizers, you know the drill. But yeah, Multibot is exciting to have as a as a figure. It, him and Draxer would complete the the boy toy horde, so another key piece. And 2009 me wouldn't believe and we're that much- we're gonna end up the line with Modulok and Multibot, and they're fully mod- modular. Cause I I almost expected Modulok to be a standard figure without any action feature with any modular transformation. And Mattel has surprised me in a pleasant way, so I'm excited about that. And in the exit interview, he did drop that we are pretty much getting Dragster. So we will have a complete horde also. There's no surprise there. He did say you're going to finish the vintage figures. And sort of like he also mentioned, we might not get to the Twistoids as well as the Meteorbs and a few other vintage, a few vintage ones. Because the, well, choice. The, the the soids might make it. The meteors are the ones that are. I but think. But he also brought up the, the uh, twistoids might not make it. It would be sad, but it would again. I would be. I would be slightly disappointed. We never got them, but then people they're kind of obscure. I don't see. I, I see them as being relatively easy to make. You don't need to put any features. You don't need to. You know, have them actually spin or anything. They'd be half size figures. Uh, Half-size figures and basically a little stand like Mermis is gonna get one, like a little stand so they little tops can stand. I think, I think some of Multibot's, one of, one set of Multibot arms could almost work for Twistoid, cause Rotar is basically normal, normal arms and maybe Cyclones forearms to make the gaunt, the weird gauntlets that Rotar had. So, and it's basically a half torso, like they could reuse the whole King His extender lower torso that you plug in the lower top piece and call it a day, so I mean that I could see them coming. I mean that one I'd say is gonna be maybe 
if they do bring it out in 2015, might be an out-of-sub uh, item. I'd be happy if it was a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. Well, don't forget, they said Terraclaws, Skeletor, and Flying Fist He-Man will be there. Plus, you have Laser Lights, He-Man, and uh, Skeletor, too. Yeah, but those laser guys so could be... expect to be the very last two, the last two-pack that we're going to get. Yeah, they could be the, ho- the so-called $60 holiday item. If they, if they are inclined to add light-up features, which well, may can't. or may not happen. They can't. Not with uh, international... Uh, shipping, they can't. For the light-up, it don't have to be just uh, U.S. And there'll just be, like, translucent weapons. Yeah. Yeah, that, I ex- what, what I expect is basically a modified New Adventures Skeletor with maybe a longer neck peg, like the one from Count Marzo, to hold the Demon Man Skeletor head, or a new head, a repaint of the New Adventures Skeletor torso and pieces, and maybe a translucent right arm and a translucent red traditional Havoc stuff is what I expect for him. He-Man may need a few more new pieces from the set, but in any case, I do want them. I hope. I would. I hope they kick so much butt and that at least He-Man gets a second Dolph Lundgren head. That's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping also maybe include a Filmation head for Skeletor, an official one. But being the, if those are the last two items, they've got to blow us out of the water. Because, yeah, I expect them to be the $30, item, the $60 items, $30 each. Maybe some kind of special box presentation for them. Because they were never really released in the U.S. To get them, you really well, have to go to the foreign market. Well, it would be nice if they did, like, a farewell packet. Like they did for um, Doomsday. Yeah, and just call it the last figures, farewell, and No, guys, end. I think I got it. I think I got it. You know that the line started with King Grayskull and that little nifty Castle Grayskull case? How about these two in a larger two-pack case based on the Troll and Temple of Power? Um, yeah. As based in the mini-comic. You know, That they yeah, appeared with the end. But uh, I would like if it was the Three Towers. I think it should be that, the Three Towers. Because that well, was the last place. Be, well, that would be more vintage toy accurate, but since Classics canon could be different... In any case, we're going to end up with the same old tired two-pack with the yellow sky, green brick background, and, and maybe a little a little cardboard inspector saying, Goodbye, folks! <laughs> the, 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 that's all, folks! Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Now let's, let's speak about the, that little weed that we saw on Maddie's Facebook page. Oh, you mean Evil Seed? No, that's Perfuma's Snapdragon plant thingy. <laughs> I'm actually hoping that's Evil Seed. Now, whether they go with 2000X or Filmation is the... Sorry, MYP or Filmation for the Evil Seed. Because he is one uh, villain that everyone's been crying for. But there's been... Everyone's arguing which version should it be. Artichoke Head or the weed that looks like it belongs in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Well, that weapon... Well, the staff... um Looks very 2000X. And it could be, I'm also thinking it could be maybe that 2000X sub that's rumored. Well, that wouldn't be announced till Toy Fair. And right now, whether or not there's a Maddie Collector's Night is up in the air, too. I mean... Well, did they say when they're going to reveal this figure? Just Toy Fair. Yeah, so... Doesn't mean that there'll be a Maddie Night. It might be just where it'll be part of the Mattel displays. 
So I have, I just got my invitation to Toy Fair. So I'm going to be contacting a few people and making sure I can get into Mattel. But like you said, it could be a 2000X mini sub. It could be Evil Seed coming into the regular line for a third quarter. And if it's regular figure, if it's Evil Seed, I want both heads. Because I can make a robe to put over it to make it look like filmation. As long as I have my artichoke head. See, and with me, I thought the 2000X Evil Seed was superior. I mean, he was more dangerous. He was more vicious looking. I, I know, but I'm just a filmation girl. And if I wanted a 2000X, I'd go down to Target. There's a ton of the weed uh, villain and say, there's my Evil Seed 2000X. Because it looks a lot like the MYP. And if it's MY, I don't know if 2000X had an Evil Seed figure. If not, I don't know if Mattel has the rights to MYP. I believe they do. Yeah. They, uh, well, they first do. of all, they never made an Evil Seed figure. And um, this time, by 2000X, Mattel was a little smarter. And they had it in the paperwork and all that, saying that I know any I character going, belongs to them. I knew they had to get the rights for filmation and jet lagged, but I wasn't sure on MYP if they had the rights or not. Yeah, see, what happens was is that back in the old days, they never thought about different media. They never thought about media transfers and uh, ownerships and all that. So everybody just assumed certain things. Like, you know, back in the 80s, they assumed when the Masters of the Universe toy line came out that the toys would come out, the cartoons, and then eventually it'd go away because they never had anything come back. Nothing ever came back. I mean, toys from the 50s and all that, they never came back. The only one was Bugs Bunny and Looney Tunes. That was a rare exception. Yeah, but the ownership for that was never in dispute. It was Warner Brothers. And Warner Brothers made sure of that. But all the other toy lines, yeah, you're right. Either they were a cartoon or a toy. You never had the crossover. Masters broke that rule. And then uh, it happened certain things, too, in media when DVD came about. And they started putting TV shows in uh, DVDs. The issue of, you know, like theme theme songs, uh, alternate medias, and all that came into questions. And then they had court rulings and all that. That's why certain old uh, TV shows, they don't have the theme, th- uh, theme songs to them. Like Married with Children was a famous set. They don't have the Frank Sinatra's Love and Marriage in the DVDs because they couldn't no. get the rights. Same thing with like with the Roseanne TV show. Now right. it's all worked out. You know, now it's in contracts. Now it's all worked out. But Yeah, because that's why even some, some of the older cartoons haven't come out yet, even on DVD, because they have to get the rights either from the voice actors or from... The estates of the voice actors, because all that had to be worked out, too. Yeah, and that's why we ended up with this filmation hoopla and uh, all that, because Mattel just, at first, they didn't want to do it because it involved money. They didn't want to pay for it. They didn't. And somewhere somewhere along the line, I think they realized, hey, if we get these back, we can make money. And, and it was a 20-year process just to get them back. Yeah. And now they have to work with uh, DreamWorks. It's a cooperative effort because DreamWorks owns the cartoon. So there is one more step, even though Mattel owns the property, that DreamWorks probably has a say with the way the figures look. But then on the other side, uh, it's a two-way street. I mean, DreamWorks can't do a brand-new He-Man cartoon without Mattel. Right. So it's like two parents, they have to work together. Evil Seed, here's the thing. 
if Evil Seed is not on a mini sub like Club 2000X or Club MYP or whatever Battle wants to call it, then we know everything that's coming in 2015. Because we already have a clue of the five monthly slots, which would be Perfuma, Pika Blue, Drag Store, Sarad, and Amara, would be the five normal slots that we know that have figures coming. That leaves one empty slot. If Evil Seed fills in that slot, there are no more surprises in 2015. If there is a mini-sub, then Evil Seed would open up a few slots for surprises. Now, on Evil Seed's look, I know the Fouge made an article suggesting that Evil Seed should be a two-in-one figure. I say no. Whatever version of Evil Seed they make, notice that I'm not saying which one's my favorite. I'm saying that whatever version they make, I want the Four Horsemen to give us the best Evil Seed they can instead of giving us two half-baked Evil Seeds. Now, if I were to choose which version's my favorite, I'm a 2000X guy with Evil Seed. Because a green artichoke on a robe, it doesn't seem action figure enough, but I understand people preferring that look. The same way I prefer Burger King Randor over the Battle Armored Vintage Toy Randor. I understand preferring one version over the other, but the more toyetic version would be the 2000X version. Right now, regardless of what version they make, I just want the horsemen to make the best evil seed they can. If they make my favorite version, cool. If they make the version I like the least, then cool too. But right now, I just want the best evil seed toy. I don't want two half-baked evil seeds trying to please everyone and get a crappy figure in the end. That's all I'm going to say on the evil seed. By the way, both 20... Both MYP. Both MYP. I say there's a 2000X sub coming. Because when you do the math, and the contract and the sales pitch for the 2015 sub says, we are going to finish the core POP figures, we're going to finish the core vintage figures, and uh, A-list new adventures figures. If you do the math, we're really not that far off from finishing that list. Um, You said it yourself when we talked about the... uh, the Queen Angela figure. We we don't have that many uh, Princes of Power figures left. We finished the female villains. And you know Perfume was coming. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, positively, 100% she's coming. So then, fill it in. Who's left? Pika Blue. It's the other pop figure. Yeah. And you know that's going to be another slot somewhere. Somewhere down the line, that takes up one more slot. So, you have that. The heroes are done. Once we get Gwildor, we're set. We got all the heroes. Villains, I mean, very few. Dragster is left. Sorod. Sorod. And I think that's it. So, again. It's Dragster, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, we mentioned Dragster. And we know we're getting Mara because she was the M- New York Comic Con 2013 uh, choice. Yeah, so she's a lock-in for sure. And solid argument can be made that she is an A figure. Now, for the A, uh, for the new adventurers... I think certain ones are left. Like Spinwit, I think he's an A-lister because he was featured predominantly, uh, especially toward the end of the series. So it would make sense that he's on there. Maybe, again, uh, he keeps then saying... There's Krita, then there's Krita, who's basically the, the evil Lin of New Adventure. The, 
who would be made because there is a cry for her. Yeah, and uh, Toy Guru confirmed on a message board and all that that he considers her an A-lister. And there you go. That's, you know, that, that pretty much fills up the rest of the year. Now, including the non-sub items, the uh, the two packs, you know, we know that, again, Flying Fist, He-Man, and Terror Claw Skeletor is in there. We know that the laser light figures are probably the holiday items. That's it. We're done. So the 2000X figure, and this is where Evil Seed fits in. See, for, that would be my sell. If I'm announcing the 2000X mini-sub, again, six figures coming at you. The first one I will show you would be Evil Seed. Because I know you guys have been demanding it. And you want to sell the sub, you know, we got to meet the meter and all that. Here he is. Here's Evil Seed. Second one, again, you could do Saradus. You can throw in Previs. Um, not many good guys, you know, coming in. But again, a 2000X Snout Smout would be cool. Satisfy the Snout Smout 2.0. Yeah, and see, and that's my logic on why there's a 2000X. Because he did promise us a head pack, but I don't think they're going to do a head pack. Well, he never said he promised us. He said he was looking into it. Yeah, and I think looking into it, it turned into uh, the 2000X sub. Uh, who knows? Maybe the the 2000X sub will be the head pack itself. Like for example, they make this is just me spouting off the hip, off the hip, not without any insider knowledge or anything. But for example, they make Evil Seed. They toss in the little vine accessory. They toss a little accessory, and maybe they toss in uh, a second 2000X He-Man head, so you can also have a 2000X He-Man just to. To say, look, you have to, you have the snake armor He-Man, here's another He-Man head so you can pop in, or they could just paint that in blue and orange and say, here's your 2000X Faker head. And then, and you have, with your Faker figure, you just pop in the head and you have your 2000X Faker in classics. Boom. Done. Then maybe Ceratus, who would not require that much new tooling, there you toss in a non-bendy snout spout head and saves the issue of snout spout, which his only issue was the trunk, so you can swap in the head and call it a day. No no need to make a full staction accurate snout spout, which would be sweet, but this stage in the game, like filling core slots and everything, maybe Sorceress could fill in one of those slots being a variant, and let's face it, Sorceress was super different from the vintage Sorceress, so yeah, and there did is, you justify that? And there is still one regular variant spot open for the regular line too oh yeah that's that's bs hordak so we're not even touching that with a 50 pole, maybe about that oh no 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 there maybe. was another figure they announced but we never that they actually mentioned but we never really talk about much they did say there is a 2000x king randor in armor yeah that that Randor was kicked out of the sub when, they when got filmation the rights came about, and then and then they gave us Burger King Randor. But they, his sculpt is there. Well, I just hope he comes with a a crownless head just to have a Prince Randor or something if he does indeed come. And while this this is just a pipe dream of mine, but I know it's unlikely to happen. But I would like to get a single carded teenage Adam and basically. Like Lizardman, he's just same old size, but just with the scrawny buck. I would totally welcome that Adam and replace my Filmation Adam with it, just to have a bit more difference between Adam and Heenan. Well, to me, and I just realized this would be awesome, I would make the sub-exclusive figure a 2000X Sorceress with the uh, Filmation colors, like they did in the comic books, and... Or, and the rare Staction variant of Sorceress. Yeah, and they did do the variant, remember? In the Filmation colors. 
Yeah. And then not only that, but I, I would just throw in too, just for kicks. I'll throw in like a uh, battleground uh, Queen Marlena in her snake armor outfit. Oh, when her uh, transporter crashed. Yeah, I thought that was an awesome costume. I thought she looked that great was. in that. And that would really round out the line. That really would be a solid line. And filling with the and filling in with the sorceress, you get a sorceress that can sit on the throne, the throne of Grayskull. So we kind of fixed that issue. And sorceress was a bit shortchanged. Figure it from 2012. No, wait. Fisto was the one that was shortchanged that people were getting sorcerers inside Fisto mailer. So there are plenty of sorcerers around. But And if someone wants a more warrior-like sorceress, you have the option. The diplomatic armor Marilina would be actually pretty cool because it would be a better match with the vintage toy Randor than the Captain Glenn Marilina, which eh, almost everybody just dismissed the space tunic and just put her on the queen robes and have them in in the royal family displays. Yeah. Except those who bought multiples. Well, now, Ecto Cooler King Grayskull. <laughs> now, this is the one that I'm a little upset with because the rumor was that the chase figure was supposed to be Driel and Uncle Mortop. Really? Yes. Uh, okay. That was what the rumors were going around. I know you're but, upset, but I'm okay. <laughs> but... I mean, how many more reuses of the same mold can we get out of King Grayskull? I mean, do we really need... I know he's supposed to be done in honor of the two that were made in Transparent, which were raffled off. One was for charity, and one was... I forget what was the other one was for, but they made two in blue. Customizers for years have been recreating King Grayskull in that blue translucent plastic and selling it for hundreds of dollars. Now, they didn't want to do it in the blue. Understandable. But slime pit green? No, see, here I gotta, I gotta disagree with you, Kelly. I think he's an awesome, beautiful figure. Because one, I owned recasted green, uh, King Grayskull. That, that was a solid piece. He, he was not articulated. And he broke on me, which upset me. But, um, and I had to glue them together, never looked right. But then when I saw this guy, I was just like, cool, because he's a ghost. Either a slime pit green, Grayskull, or Jolly Rancher green to go with the <laughs> Jello shot Hordak. Well, that, and you can make an argument of making him a statue and putting him in your uh, castle Grayskull. I mean, I think it, they could have changed the coloring on the green. I know they wanted it to look like a ghost. But I think the coloring, maybe it was just the image that we, that was broadcast online. And when I see it in person, maybe I'll fall in love with it. Where it would be appropriate for Castle Grayskull. Because I know they were, I have a feeling trying to recreate the scene of his spirit coming to life from the MYP series. Where the statue glowed green a little bit when they started the flashback. Well, I'm looking at the uh, pictures from uh, toyart.com and the body itself, uh, well, all of it is green, uh, glow green plastic. The uh, the body itself is clear. They put like a black wash over his clothes and armor. Because yeah, I know they said he's going to glow in the dark. But And he's going to have the glow in the dark sword and shield and axe. And I'm just like, yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm happy with this guy. How about you, Crespo? Okay. So I have, well, I am at a... Mixed emotions with the Spirit of King Grayskull chase figure. I mean, it's not a bad idea per se, but I just feel that the timing was a bit 
wrong for him, especially because the whole 2015 wrap up the vintage lines, all all star lineup, blah blah blah, and all and we all remember all that campaign and having the one two three well third well wait there's normal bronze there's Santa Claus well this would be the fourth variant of vanilla King Grayskull available to the public. Fifth, if I count the clear blue spirit of Grayskull that was made for Mattel employees and raffled, would be, it's almost like Hordak. Once again, we get like many variations of the same figure again. It can seem a bit bothersome. I like the jade-like statue look of him, but not enough to know if I will buy him. I may, I may not. I'm still undecided. It's a bit of a nifty item, but at the same time, I feel like a glow-in-the-dark goddess 2.0 with no Taco Bell crutch action would have been better received. Maybe, I'm going to say it, a flat-out slime pit he-man looking like that, maybe with the Alcala head from Ular with translucent green glowing hair and having him glowing the dark green since seeing the pictures of King Grayskull, he doesn't look clear like Spirit of Hordak, he just looks murky, like he was covered in slime, so... But did it wow me? No. Will I get him still thinking about it? I honestly would have preferred a Snake Armor King Grayskull if we needed to have a King Grayskull variant in that slot. Or maybe King Grayskull as one of those weird 2000X variants like Smash Blade King Grayskull, Wolf Armor King Grayskull, anything other than... Same old King Grayskull that you've gotten three times before, but in green. I could have yeah. seen them doing Buzzsaw Hordak as the chase item. This way, if you wanted him, you could get him. If you didn't want him, he wasn't part of the sub. Then I could have accepted Buzzsaw Hordak. But the worst part of it is hearing the rumors about Montork and Riel, and I'm like, damn, not cool. Yeah, that would have given even a lot more life where people would be going back to it, like, okay, are they having it yet? What? But it is what it is. We know we're having glow-in-the-dark Grayskull as our final chase item for the 2015 year. But to point out, this is, again, he's the one that's going to be popping and going. He's going to be on a random sale. Uh, he's going to be subscriber-only, I mean, early uh, access uh, some months here and there. So, you know, nobody wants him. It's, it's perfectly fine. He's just there. And then it'll wind up going to Big Lots for $10. Well, to be fair, we haven't seen much of Goatman. We haven't seen much of Cal and Luki, which, by the way... Goatman was on sale this month. He was still up. No, no, but aside this this whole thing, but uh, wasn't Geldor this month? Geldor was this month also. Uh, so, But Cal and Luki, they only appeared like early access and then I think once around sub time, and that's it. But they stayed up for a couple of days. And then we'll probably see him again in November. Because I've heard people who still haven't gotten Cal and Luki complaining. That's why that's why I mention it, Gus. But then again, it's better to have a King Grayskull Ecto Cooler variant as a chase figure. So in case you don't care about him, you can eh, forget. I won't I won't be hunting Maddie. But the pull for a glow in the dark power sword is what's almost making me want to buy it. That's the only thing, also. Because to me, that brings back the old dress-up outfits they had that the kids could buy. And those came with life-size glow-in-the-dark swords. Well, to me, it was a safe choice. 
they don't want to spend new sculpt on a chase figure. You know, they haven't. I mean, that's their history. The only time they did uh, except Lucky. With Lucky. Yeah, and that's a pretty much fan-demanded figure, and I don't think it cost them that much, because he's tiny. And again, Owl, you know, it's just a repaint. Yeah, so so it, it's a mixed bag. I, it's a mixed bag. I mean, it was a safe option for Mattel, and I'm not going to condemn them for that, but at the same time, they could have done something with that slot that wouldn't really need that new much new tooling that would have been more interesting to some, but in any case, it's there, it's coming, those who want him, get him, those who don't, well, don't get him, at least it's not something you're being forced upon, like, because I know more people would have been angry if if King Grayskull, if that King Grayskull variant would have been part of the sub, I mean, we have people angry about 2015 knowing that they're gonna get yet another Hordex that looks exactly the same as the other Hordex, except for a little chest flap. And yes, I'm one of those people who's angry at Boss Hordex, but here's hoping that they do something to spice him up. Remember what upset people was that they wanted a translucent Shadow Weaver? Hey, that would have, that, you know what? That would have been an even better chase than Spirit of King Grayskull. Yeah. Translucent Black Shadow Weaver, and you call her Shadow Magic Shadow Weaver, it would have helped some people to fill in the gap of Shadow Weaver. But you're not getting one. For people to get multiple, getting multiples of those to make some sort of Shadow Weaver Shadow Wraith army. And by the way, I hope that if the 20, the 20, 2000X mini sub happens, I hope they get one of those Shadow Rays from the Horde Cut. I would buy two of those to have them like be Shadow Weaver's escort. They looked bad. I'm filling the blank because this is a family show. Yeah, but still, for those of us who have her, they're like you're not getting one. You know? No. Hey, we're getting. I have a sh- I have a Shadow Weaver, and I would campaign for more of them just to have, even though if, even if she wasn't translucent black, just to have like Shadow Magic. Cause I would have. You know what? If the Spara somehow made it to the line, and we had a translucent black Shadow Weaver. I would have, like, the Spara standing with the Shadow Weaver behind her, like, being her puppet mistress, just for cool display options. The same way I use Spirit of Hordak, like a shadow attack from the normal Hordak. Oh, you don't use it to make, uh, ice cubes? Uh, and now I'm I'm trying to figure out how I'm gonna fit Ecto Cooler King Grayskull into all the display. But him, I'm gonna, I'll tell you, I'm gonna stick him in Castle Grayskull. It's a shame I didn't buy the Ghostbusters with the loose proton packs, so I would put a proton pack on King Grayskull, and, and, and I'm gonna be like, with this a slimy figure, he slimed me. <laughs> Ultimate crossover. Well, you know what the worst part of Ecto Cooler King Grayskull is? He doesn't. Come and now I need a spirit of hero to accompany him. You know, an argument could be made for these figures, but, you know, the bottom line is, is that it was just a variant, it's just a random figure that's going to be around, they probably ha- he probably has a low production run, and it's just something to have. If you're a completist, yeah, For if you missed out, I mean, there is a possibility that people have missed out. People have wanted, also remember, people have wanted a translucent uh, King Grayskull, because they were upset that they made them only for employees. So, you know, this is a compromise. It's, you know, they don't want to repeat it because if they say it's an exclusive, it's an exclusive. They say, same thing with Shadow Weaver. They, they've said, our promise was for those who just subscribed, you get this figure and you're not going to get another one. You know, they, their policy is, is that, and again, they're rewarding those who got the subscriptions saying that 
we're only doing this figure and we're never bringing it back. Even in a different form, you know, like a translucent shadow weaver, they're not going to reuse that mold. So this is their way of just making another bonus figure. Now we need spirits of everybody. Well, again, notice none of the exclusive have come back in any form. That's true. And to me, I respect Mattel for keeping their word. And when you go on to the secondary market, they're the ones that are at least three figures just to start off when you're trying to find them. Well, to be fair, I got my Preternia, this guy's He-Man, at 28 bucks. Uh, it cost me 35 shipped, so... That's the only subscription exclusive that's not gathering any money. <laughs> but, I mean, your Shadow Weaver is. And I wouldn't oh, be surprised if uh, Light Hope will be one of them, too. Olar, I bet, will be because he's going to be the last sub-exclusive. And people are hunting him for those extra heads. Which, by the way, I don't know if any of you guys noticed, but the Castle Grayskull box shows He-Man with the Olar head. In the little art thingy with the red lines. Which looks nice. All of you who have your Castle Grayskull, check out, check out that box. He, He-Man is there with the Ular head. So Mattel gave us a sneak peek at Ular long before he was made. And I thought that was cool. But again, same thing. The, that little bonus heads and all that. That's cool. I want a vintage He-Man figure. That would be probably my new He-Man head. But hey, and also we're getting the 2000X. So you can make whatever He-Mans you want now. But we still need the Dolph Lundgren head so we can do a more movie-accurate He-Man with a Blunder's loincloth, Santa King Grayskull's cape and a harness, the Dolph head, and a little customizing mix, mix and matching. We could get away with a classicized movie He-Man and bypass the whole rights issues. The same way some people have been butchering their light hopes and using it the head from the Castle Grayskull elevator to make a somewhat movie god Skeletor out of the combination of figures and lots of gold paint. Lots and lots of gold paint. So keep butchering your light hopes. That will make mine more expensive. Please. <laughs> now I'm heading out. going to be starting to contact some of the uh, customizers. I want a Lou Scheimer face for my light hope. I've got to make it correct. That would be freaking sweet. Shame that. That is what they From should have done. time to... Figuring most people got Light Hope on the, around the anniversary of Lou Scheimer's death, which was Friday. They should have given that head sculpt. But I figured I'm going out. I'm going to have a contact a few of the customizers, see if they can match the coloring, because I don't paint at all. I'm lousy at painting. And give me a Lou Scheimer head with the, all the embellishments that go on Light Hope's head. Because he was Light Hope. In the Filmation cartoon. I still have hope they'll eventually, like, make another, like, Eternian god, like they did with Stan Lee. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. Stan Lee did not belong in Masters of the Universe as a god. I mean, yes, he ran Star Productions, but that was it. Okay, no now, now here we go. One bad, one move that would could be considered ba- a bad move in Scott's legacy. I Sandor. He might have been told that he had to do that figure. Since Mattel and Power Entertainment went into an agreement, it could have been Scott's bosses telling him that he had. But the the problem with him being the face, he's gonna be he's gonna be praised for the good. He's gonna get the flack for the bad and the ugly and Neptu. Yeah, I still got an axe to grind with Neptu. I think we covered all we were gonna cover today. 
plus more. On this episode that was not meant to happen, because Scott always finds a way to ruin my my plans with family. <laughs> Even by quitting Mattel, he finds a way to ruin my life. <laughs> that's why that's why he's my nemesis. <laughs> nah, but nemesis. All, jo- all jokes aside, all jokes aside, once again, I wish him well in future endeavors. I thank him for the good. I'll grill him for the bad. And Neptune. And Spectre. And Sir Lancelot. <laughs> but he left the mark in Masters of the Universe. On the Masters of the Universe universe. We cannot deny that. Whether it's good or bad. Time will tell. And I wish him best. I hope he does come out and still communicate with the fandom. Now that he is no longer the Mattel guy. He is basically one of us now. Who was the Mattel guy. So whether you like him or hate him. You cannot deny that he did stuff for the brand. And again, time will tell if it was good for the brand, if it was bad for the brand. I don't have a crystal ball or a sex time machine in my arm to know the future. So we'll just have to ride this out and hope for the best. I would like to thank everyone for joining us. Remember to check out our friends over at heman.org for up-to-the-minute information on all Masters of the Universe-related items. And remember, the 15th of every month, head over to MattyCollector.com to get your figures. And on behalf of the Great Rebellion website and Facebook page, I would like to wish Scott the best of luck in all future journeys. And he can always stop by and chat as a fan with us. And if we have to, we'll duct tape Crespo for you. I wish you a good journey. I'm Renee, wishing you all a good journey. I'm Yoni, good journey. Obviously, Ranting Crespo, wishing you a good journey. And I honest and no jokes, I honestly would wish that Scott would come and we could chat Spector. Because we know he's a controversial character and we, and I personally would like to know more about the character now that he's, now that his creator is no longer tied to Mattel. And it would be better to clear off all misunderstandings. Because even I have thought that Specter is a plague, but at the same time, I see the potential in him, and y'all know I have a love-hate relationship with the purple guy, and it would be nice, because he created it, and, and blah, 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 and, you know, Specter, Specter, time travel, and he'll probably do this mistake, good journey. 